Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, the Sun Devils fall to Washington State 37-32 in a very odd, disappointing game. I mean, I don't know if you can hear it, but Archie's whining behind us because he's still upset. <laughs> Definitely. And, and I was going to say, you know, uh, our, our loyal listeners, and I'm sure there are a lot of them, uh, would probably be able to tell from the tone of your voice that things didn't go well last night, I guess, because... Uh, uh, I described it as a post-mortem, and so far, that's what it sounds like. I mean, I, I want to start with the end. ASU's okay. trailing. It's 37-21. Tim White runs back a punt to cut the lead to eight after a, a very clever two-point conversion out of the Sparky formation, which became yeah. our only play effectively in the second half. Yeah, yeah. But ASU's driving. There's under five minutes to go. They, you know, they get the ball back after a stop. They're driving. There was a chance to pick up a Luke Falk fumble, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. But, right. you know, after the punt, ASU drives down, and the drive stalls, and with 4.36 left, Zane hits a 29-yard field goal. During the drive, mm-hmm. so now ASU's down five. During the drive, we have to burn our second time out of the half. We're down to one timeout and a defense that is allowed over 300 yards. Mm-hmm. And I texted you before Zane kicked, and I said, Zane field goal, go on sides. And then I texted you immediately after and said, Todd Graham won't do that. He's got too much confidence in his defense. And he didn't. He kicked it deep. Zane got his touch back. They didn't run it back for a touchdown, shockingly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then Washington State did exactly what you feared they would do. Luke Falk, Uh, even though he's hurt, Drives down, picks up a couple first downs, and yeah. and they run out the clock. The offense yeah. never touches the ball. Right, which is exactly what I, I texted you when, when they kicked deep. I, I said, will the offense see the field again? And I almost added with the caveat, will they see the field again with the score being the same? Because there was that chance of giving up a quick score, and they see the field down 12. Um, but, yeah, they didn't. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think if I remember right, we used two timeouts on that scoring drive. I think we had three going in. I think we used one before the fourth down play and then another one later in the drive. Um, and, and the one so, before you know, the fourth down play I, I thought was fine. You you know, you needed yeah, that one to work. <laughs> sure. Sure. And I mean, you know, neither was, was necessarily a, a terrible decision on its own, but it, it's one of those where, you know, for me, and I, and I say this as somebody who, you know, look, I, I don't coach football, but, situations like that when you find yourself down um late in a game i feel like you know that's why you practice so that you don't need to call a timeout on a fourth down play now you can throw in look your starting quarterbacks out and you're going in there with a true freshman and so okay I'll, I'll i'll grant that one but having to call two on offense in that situation when I mean, it comes back to haunt you because then you call one right away on defense the timing was seemed a little early to call that one but ultimately you, you only had one in your pocket so if you don't call it there, you're letting the clock tick down anyway. Um, so I'm not going to criticize that too much, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, I guess it was, and, and it's just, it's, it's something that we've noticed over the years that for as much of a risk taker as Todd Graham is in other places, he doesn't break out the onside kick too much. And uh, I think in the fourth quarter, there were a couple instances where you could have done that going down um, 31, 21, 
might have been a time to do that earlier in the fourth quarter because your defense was getting gashed. And what did they do on the ensuing drive? Give up an immediate touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I definitely agreed. I think, you know, that was the time to take a risk and they didn't do it. Well, let's go back now to the beginning because obviously we know how it ended. The yeah. first drive, the Sun Devils did something that they hadn't done, which is boom, 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 march down the field, ending with that Manny Wilkins scramble touchdown. And right. and that play, you know, not to be overlooked, was Demario Richard threw a monster block to spring Manny for the corner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, Manny's yeah. hurdle is going to get all the attention, but he sure. wouldn't have even gotten in position for the hurdle but for the fact that Demario Richard shoved a pursuing defender maybe four yards deep into the end zone on yeah, on one yeah. on one just physical move. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. It was exactly uh, – it set the tone early, and it was a good tone to set. I mean, we – you know, they won the toss but deferred, and so we get a we get a good kick return, set us up with good field position. We go down the field. Manny Wilkins looked like he had a, a spring in his step that he didn't have last week. Um, and you know, it's obviously very early in the game, but you're kind of thinking, uh, well, this is, you know, it's what this team does on their home field. They bounce back and, you know, okay, we're, we're right in, in position. And, and even, you know what, halfway through the second quarter, we still were, um, you know, we get the big touchdown run on the, on the Sparky play. And even without Manny for, for a good portion of that, after he goes out injured, um, we're up 14-3, and, you know, I, I, game is long from over, but you like where you're at, and then immediately give up that kick return touchdown. And that really, yeah, I mean, it really seemed to turn the momentum of the game. They scored 28 unanswered from that point, and, and we're in catch-up mode with, a, with an offense that certainly was not positioned well to be in catch-up mode. I think we saw last night why they were hesitant to go to Dylan Sterling yeah. Cole in that Colorado <laughs> game, because he, you see the big arm. And you see yeah. the athleticism, but he has a he has one speed on his throws. It is yeah. a fastball, and it doesn't matter if it's a swing pass or a forty yard <laughs> ball. He's going to throw it the same speed, and, and it appears the ball is going to travel the same distance uninterrupted because he was bouncing deep throws <laughs> and he yeah. was overthrowing yeah. everything short. Yeah, it was. A, I mean, I, I I agree. I thought I, I thought that same thing as the game progressed, and you looked at him numbers and heard what was going on uh that you know boy i guess you kind of see why they pushed manny last week i still don't know if it was the right decision uh based on health alone i you know again i never argued oh boy they got to get dylan sterling cole in there because he's gonna tear it up i i knew putting him in there came with a, a heavy amount of risk um i just felt like the risk in re-injuring manny or having him deal with that injury longer wasn't worth it but but yeah, I mean, you definitely could, and I think that's a that's a common thing among players who have these really strong arms. Is that's all they've ever had to do? You know, they they've been able to probably just with their own physical skill, and, and you know, what kind of offense was he running in high school? Probably not anything as as complicated as what he's running now, um, and certainly what he's going to be running if he is able to move on to the NFL at any point. You know, so it's something you learn, and and he. He's got a lot of work to do. I mean, this is, I think you see why they wanted to redshirt him. He's got talent, you know, now, but there's a lot more than talent that goes into playing quarterback. We've talked about that, you know, arm strength and athleticism are great, but a lot of quarterbacks have that. You've got to, you got to have a lot more to be a good quarterback. Yeah, it really, I mean, this, this really speaks to 
why I felt like he should have come in at the end of the Colorado game because yeah. it, get him some reps, let yeah. him get a rhythm. You know, there were some spectacular catches from Nikhil Harry, or else his numbers uh-huh. would have looked even worse than they did for the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I he ended I mean, seven of sixteen for yeah. something like eighty-five yards. Yeah, yeah, with two big throws, uh, you know, on the last drive. I mean, the, the one I think to Harvey that set up the fourth and short, and then the one to Harry on the third and long there to get us inside the ten and. So, yeah, without those two throws, uh, I mean, it, it does look really ugly. Now, it's, you know, what I guess is somewhat encouraging is that, you know, down eight, he, he stepped in there and he made a couple of good throws on, on two third and longs. One got a first down, one set up a fourth and short. Um, so that, you know, that you, you'd like to see that. It shows that, you know, the, the kid played his best when it mattered the most. But, you know, it's, it's a whole lot more to putting it together for an entire game, and he's going he's gonna to have to do that maybe as soon as this week. Yeah, Manny Wilkins left the game in the first half. They took his helmet away right away, and then mm-hmm. when he came out from the halftime, apparently he was not on the field during warm-ups, but then came trotting out with his helmet on. Yeah, and that felt more decoy than anything because probably, you know, probably. The, yeah. the official report was questionable with a stinger, and, and I texted you during the game. I, I don't recall mm-hmm. players getting their helmets taken away for stingers. No, um, no. I mean, when was was the hit that caused the injury? You know, again, I, without seeing it, did it did it look like a concussion, or was there not necessarily one hit that caused the injury? No, I mean, he had on the drive. There was this odd. It was an odd collision on a on a knockdown, and he he popped up right away. It, yeah. you know, no one stopped him. He popped up. He jogged to the sidelines. Yeah, you know, not you know, it, at least on the TV broadcast, they didn't really make any mention of him veering. And in fact, when they said that Manny was out and Sterling Cole was going in, I thought that it was oh, we have a package for Sterling Cole, and we're going to try uh-huh. to do something. And it took me, you know, hearing, oh, they took his helmet away to realize, no, it's it's serious that man. Yeah, out. that's uh, I think that's very much what the radio, what our radio guys thought, too, because I was listening to it at that point. Um, and, and you know, they said, well, Dylan Sterling Cole's in and they, they didn't really make a, a big deal. I mean, they, they kind of made a, a note of it, but but it wasn't like, you know, what's wrong? What happened? I mean, they, it certainly wasn't like, oh, well, you saw what happened on the previous drive and Manny got hurt and, you know. Um, but then they, you know, they threw it down to the sideline, and Derek Hagan made mention of him just, you know, standing there off to the side, no helmet, and uh, obviously TV got got the same, you know, feel. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a strange thing that does it, it almost sort of leads you to the conclusion that it might have been a concussion or some type of, you know, thing like that because maybe he comes over and in talking to him they realized, hey, he's he's not right. Um, you know, some, sometimes you get those concussions on big hits. Other times it's plays where, yeah, you do bounce up. This is how guys can lie about concussions because you bounce right up and you, know, you just play it off and, oh, yeah, I'm good. You know, well, maybe you're not. So I don't know. Um, you know, we know how secretive ASU is about injuries in all colleges. Uh, you know, college injury reporting is, is notoriously sketchy, um, and ASU falls right in line. So it certainly wouldn't be surprising if he had more than a stinger and wasn't able to come back in, which, of course, then sets up what's his status for this week as he is now, much like Josh Rosen, seemingly battling, you know, multiple injuries all over the body. 
Yeah, well, and, and as much as I think Sterling Cole is probably more talented than Fawful, I don't think... You know, I don't think he's ready to go on the road and throw in Autzen, you know, uh, so, 40 Well, passes. he wouldn't think 70 times like uh, UCLA did. No, I mean, uh, now obviously, you know, different different offenses too, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, Fawful's got his issues, but he is a fifth-year senior. Um, and, and, yeah, true freshman is a whole lot different. So, going to have to find a way. I mean, you know, we'll see what, what results this week and, and uh, how they – how they go about the quarterback, but you know this. Uh, you know, not not to say we're done digesting what happened uh, yesterday, but you know this becomes a, a significant game because you know you're, you've got your first losing streak of the year, and after this game, you you have a, a mini buy, but then you've got Utah, who's tied for the lead in the South, and Washington, who's a top five team in the country, and they'll probably so this, be in line for the playoff given yeah, Ohio State's if, loss. Right. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're going to be up to probably three or four in the nation this week. And, and uh, is this when the playoff rankings come out? It's got to be pretty soon. So yeah, they're I, think obviously it's this, I think it is this, this week. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, you know, obviously there's a few weeks to go before we play them. But, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a pivotal game because it's not necessarily easy to see winning either Utah or, or Washington, certainly not Washington on the road. Um, and so if you don't want to be staring down the barrel of a long losing streak – this is one you you probably have to get. Well, and as we texted each other, it feels like we might be watching the start of the collapse. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and and look, you. I'm not a big fan of excuse making, um, and and whenever you complain about injuries, you know, anybody who's not a fan of the team thinks, well, God, you know, toughen up, uh, you know, have some depth, and that's all true. But nonetheless, you, you do have to acknowledge the role that injuries are playing. Uh, are there other issues? Without a doubt, you know, and, and would it be nice to have better depth to withstand these? Yeah. Um, but man, we're, we're getting, we're getting beset by injuries at, at key spots, you know, certainly a quarterback to have your top three guys from the start of fall camp all injured in one form or another. Uh, but then across the defense, across the offensive line, um, and those are those are units that aren't strong anyway. So you take away some of the good players, and that really hurts. I mean, well, let's start on the offensive side of the ball last night. With Manny in, you know, he was scrambling a lot, and he looked healthy for the yeah. you know, for the limited time he had. Well, at least the ankle looked healthy. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. you know, he was covering up for an offensive line that looked bad. Zach Robertson, yes, you know, I he's a big hulking kid, but he could not stay in front of the D line all night. Yeah, yeah, you and, know, and, and, it, and, and it made the running game stagnate. You it know? did, and breaking in a new center is always hard. I mean, I you know, I think center and left tackle are probably your your most important positions on the offensive line. The center makes the calls, and you saw it right the very first snap. We got a false start. Um, mm-hmm. now, I don't know if that's his fault, but certainly you know you, you can you can connect A to B. Um, well, then you yeah, had we, later in the game you had the the fumbled exchange right. that led to points. Right, right, yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just it's 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 hard when you're replacing guys. I mean, what we've what we've talked about in the past is is continuity on that that unit and obviously last night didn't have it because you've got two starters out and then you're moving other guys to new spots so not only are you breaking two new guys in but you've got a couple of guys playing different spots than they were playing 
Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I want to perhaps the only spot that was consistent was left tackle with Evan Goodman uh, from from the previous week. So that's that's a tough one, and I don't know what the issue is with McCollum. Is he injured? I didn't hear that. Um, it kind of mm-hmm. seems shrouded in mystery why he didn't play. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden it just became, I mean, everyone was assuming Sam Jones was not right. going to play, but all of a sudden, I, you know, I didn't know until you texted me right before yeah. kickoff that also McCollum is out. I heard it on the radio, yeah, and they, they were very vague in whether or not, or, or what was causing it. They didn't really say. He just said he wasn't playing, and, uh, you know, I saw, I think Haller tweeted, you know, two offensive linemen out, you know, at least one for injury reasons. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like there's a question mark of did he get suspended or something along those lines. So, I don't know. But, you know, and then and then obviously you take Armand Perry off the defense, and we saw how much they missed him last year. Um, and, again, talk about a, a shaky group, uh, you know, that, that needs all the help it can get. Taking away one of its better players does not help. Then Salamo Fiso gets hurt late in the game, so we don't know what's going on. You know, he's had a, a tough year anyway, but still having him out there is better than the alternative. So, man, it just it's piling up. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, Tim White was hurt early in the game. He fortunately came back because uh, he turned out to you know have one of the bigger plays in the game for us. But yeah, it just you know uh, nobody feels bad for you. Everybody's got to deal with it in one form or another. But it is certainly piling up on this team. Well, the Fiso injury came on a play that was indicative of how the you know <laughs> how the defense this season has gone. There were three missed tackles, and then Fiso got hurt because a player trying to make a tackle missed the Washington State runner and just hit Fiso square in the knee. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those uh, kind of you know you you, uh, you laugh because you don't want to cry about it, but yeah, it, it definitely was. Uh, one that hearing it described felt like, boy, you know, isn't that isn't that classic uh, ASU defensive this year? A whole bunch of missed tackles leads to a key injury. Um, uh, you know, yeah, it's you know, uh, in our in our pregame discussion this week, we we sounded, I think, very morose, and at the end, I even said, boy, you know, you probably think this team is two and five instead of five and two, because it just didn't have the feel that. That we were five and two anymore. It things itself, you know. I think really the injury situation, plus the schedule getting more challenging, just kind of, without knowing for sure, it felt like things were headed for a, a cliff, and it feels like that even more now. Absolutely. I mean, well, let, let's talk about the positives, the limited positives that were yeah. there. Um, I, I felt like again an excellent play calling game from Chip Lindsay given everything that happened you know how many wrinkles can you have off that sparky formation because that was really the only formation we were running with any sort of effectiveness um also they did take heed and if Dylan Sterling Cole is going to be our our go-to quarterback for the rest of the season or for the next week and even just for that game they took him out in sparky formation to avoid him getting a cheap hit Right. And, and and off of that, they got the Jack Smith completion. So yeah, agreed. No, I mean, I was I was going to say that earlier when you when you mentioned the two point conversion. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you can't you can't complain about the attempts to be creative. You know, a couple of them didn't work, but a couple of them worked really well. You had the longest pass play of of the game on the on the Jack Smith pass, the two point conversion, which was obviously important to get within eight points. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it. you know, the the long touchdown run was out of that formation. So, 
you know, they're, they're pulling out all the bells and whistles that they've got, you know, so I give him credit for that. He's not, sometimes you see a, a team that has injuries or, or replacing a quarterback and you feel like they're, they're forcing the offense on the players that they've got. You know, that's not the case. I mean, they are, they're trying everything in the bag and, and uh, it almost worked last night. I mean, you know, it, we almost found a way to pull one out of, you know, we were inside the 10 down by eight and a, a touchdown there and maybe you get the two and all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's a, a tie game and you got a chance to win it. Didn't happen, but yeah, I mean, I give him credit for at least, you know, trying what was there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a positive that they tried and they didn't just roll up the sidewalks and give up on this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you saw the fight again. Now, look, uh, you know, fight only goes so far. It doesn't win you games. You, you need it to win games, but you need more than that. But, you know, down 37-21, we were both uh, ready to turn in. You know, I, I'll admit, I was, I was one, you know, one possession away from probably thinking, all right, this one's really done and I'm going to bed. And, you know, they, they get a stop. They get a punt return, touchdown. Uh, they get a, you know, a two-point conversion. They get another stop with a sack there, you know, and, all of a sudden they got a chance and like, man, what, you know, how this happened. So, you know, it's, it's good to see that because, you know, as, as you talk about a season approaching the cliff, um, what you really need more than anything else is, is, you know, guys still working hard and fighting hard because that's how you have a disaster second half is guys start to quit. So we didn't see that at least, you know, that's, that's the silver lining you can take from this. That's true. I, I, I think that, you know, in special teams, it's a mixed bag. You know, yeah. you get the punt return touchdown. Zane, <laughs> Zane makes his field goal, but, you know, Hawk was struggling. He, he you know, you get used to the 50-plus yard boomers off his foot, and, yeah. you know, he shanked a couple by his standards. I mean, they were still decent net punts, but, you know, and then speaking of things you get used to, Zane Gonzalez – kicking the ball out of the end zone. Yeah, he has, yeah. He doesn't do it on one, and they run it back for a touchdown and right. change the entire complexion of the game. It definitely did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, because at that point, you know, you you were the one who told me we scored the touchdown because I, I was in another mode at that point. But, uh, uh, you know, a 14-3, it's, it's midway through the second quarter. You're thinking, all right, you know, I should at least take the lead into halftime and, and then very quickly to have it go to 14-10. And I, I don't know... I don't know if you could tell, was that a, a purposeful let's kick short and try to cover, or was that just a, you know, not a very good kick? I, I couldn't tell. The coverage team got down quickly. I mean, there's yeah. no, there was no doubt about that. The coverage team yeah. was there in a position to make a play, but I don't know if it's because they're not used to having to do it or what, but mm-hmm. they, you know, the returner took it up the gut and hit into you know he hit into the wedge and everybody on the outside as you're running down on the asu right side lost contain and all crashed down to the wedge he spun off and there was nobody there yeah yeah i mean it it sounds to me and howler made this point on twitter that you know when when you when you don't get a lot of practice you know covering kickoff returns you know, it, it's it's good, but I suppose it, it also, you know, then when somebody does bring it back on you, you have, you know, some issues. But, I, yeah, I mean, there's there's a strategy there, if that's what they were doing, obviously, to, you know, try, especially with the 25-yard line. You know, if you, if you trust your coverage unit, 
you try to kick it, well, they'll return it, and you can stop them at the 15. Um, but, boy, you know, if, if that was the strategy, it certainly backfired. I, I guess I, I hope it was just maybe not quite as good of a kick and poor coverage because, um, yeah, if that was – if you did that on purpose, you, you certainly shouldn't have. Yeah, and then, I mean, defensively <laughs> – you said it best, I think. It felt like we used up all of our stops in that first half. <laughs> yeah, we just seemed to be a team majority of the games. Now, UCLA was an exception, I guess. But, uh, you know, most of the games we play, it's like, you know, it's almost like we go into the game, you know, like if you're playing a, a board game and you've got so many, you know, things in your pocket. Uh, we go into the game with about, you know, maybe four defensive stops and we just have to use them somewhere along the way. And we used them all up, I guess, early. Uh, we got one late that gave us the ball back, you know, and it, it did kind of have the feel of that, you know, oh, boy, that's what this defense does. They they hemorrhage yards and points, but then they get the stop when they needed it. But then, uh, you know, on the next time when they needed to get one, they couldn't do it and never got the ball back, you know, for our offense. I will say defensively, I thought DJ Calhoun played a really good game. Yeah, you know, yeah, and- yeah. Yeah, he was making sure tackles. They it seemed like they took uh, the training wheels off this defense when it came to the blitz packages, because I think, and maybe it was because they just assumed, look, they're going to get their yards, they're going to get their completions. Our best shot is to get in the quarterback's face faster. And it and it definitely might have been. Yeah, I mean, you know, the uh, the the pass rush was as good as as it's been, I think, all year. I, mean, I think we had seven sacks, which I I don't. I don't recall a game where we've had more than that. Maybe I'm, you know, now it was good against UCLA too. I don't know that we had seven sacks, but we had a, a number of pressures. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one thing that was good to see was we did get a lot of, a lot of pressure. Um, but, you know, that, that secondary just continues to be a, a big, big problem. And as I've said many times through the course of the year, there's no easy fix. Yeah. I mean, Kareem Moore is, comfortably our best cover player and all Gabe Marks did when he was locked up on our was catch another hundred yards and touchdown and you know that if there was a YouTube compilation of every time you saw an ASU defensive back chasing somebody from behind or (laughs) or grabbing his helmet as you watch the players on the other team celebrate a touchdown I think it would take more than five minutes. Yeah, and probably there's still would. there's still games to be played. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I mean, it's uh, it's been a, a problem all year, um, and and it just continues to be. I mean, I think, you know, I think with Kareem Moore, you know, you, you kind of we've had situations like this. I go I go cross sports to basketball where, you know, where you've got a player reminds me, of, I guess, a little bit of Jahi Carson. A player who, if he was your, you know, your second or third best player, you'd think, all right, we're in, we're in pretty good shape. You know, this guy's good. But when he's your best player, it becomes a little bit more of, of a tough task. And I, you know, Kareem Moore doesn't have to be our best player, but he's certainly our best, you know, cover guy. And I, and I think if he was our second best cover guy, we'd we'd be okay. But um, he's, you know, he's still just a true sophomore. He didn't play corner last year. Uh, so, you know, he's still learning a lot about the nuances of the position. And if you put him against a, a really good receiver, like he's faced several times, whether it be Gabe Marks or, 
Juju Smith-Schuster or, Ch- or uh, what was it, Chad Hansen, I think it was, Chad Hansen from, yeah, uh, from Cal. From Cal. Um, you know, I mean, those, those guys are going to have success against him, and they have. Now, he did a, did a pretty good job in the second half of that game against Hansen, but, uh, you know, those, those good veteran receivers are, are good for a reason and or just not quite up to the task. Yeah, it's one of those things where if we had more depth, you know, it, it's tough to be overly critical of Orr because everyone else is at least a tier, if not two tiers below him. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. You know, yeah. Hey, I mean, he's, your, Gump- he's your best guy, so you feel like he should be able to shut down people like Deion Sanders, and he's just he's not quite that good, but definitely he's better than the rest. Well, I mean, I texted you on one play, and then the TV – I mean, I, I give myself a little credit. I saw it before <laughs> I had it explained to me on the TV broadcast. But we bring the house on a blitz near the goal line. Gump Hayes is in single coverage. He knows he has no safety help because we're bringing yeah. a house blitz, and he doesn't lay a hand on the guy, gives up inside leverage for an easy yeah. slant touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I remember seeing that. I think it was against USC, you know, we're, we're up in press coverage and we're not touching the guy. And, and so, I mean, I don't care how good you are. It's pretty hard to defend that way. Uh, I mean, the whole point of that is to make, you know, to get physical and slow the route down. I mean, if you're up there, you know, right with him and he just runs by you, you know, you got to have otherworldly type of speed to to close that gap, and that, that's that's a hard thing. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I continue to make the excuse, and it is an excuse in some ways, but it's also an explanation that he is not a natural corner. That said, we're eight games into the year now, so I mean, it's it's sort of like when you say, "Well, this kid's a freshman." Well, at what point do you kind of stop using that excuse? Maybe I should stop. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a factor that he doesn't have the instincts for the position. But at the same time, that's that's simple coaching that, you know, you'd think by now he should have that stuff down. I mean, the issue for me is I get that it's not his natural position. I get that he's learning on the job, but he's the number two corner. I, I right. don't understand, unless Chandler is out, why we've gone completely Which away he wasn't. From him. He I played mean, last night. I mean, I, you know, you know we I, went I heard com- his name a few times. We so, went completely yeah. away from him and, and our best defensive game, by everyone's estimation, yeah. he was starting at corner. I know. And, and I now know. we watch Gumpays get burned on a slant. We watched again, a, you know, the, the play where they threw the touchdown pass to the running back, where you have single coverage on the outside and Fiso came on the blitz. Well, if you've got two receivers and two defensive backs on the outside and then the linebacker to that side blitzes and the running back leaks to that side by the goal line, that's a touchdown. There's no, you know, and and I heard on the TV broadcast they were saying, oh, well, the corners, you know, got confused because the guy crossed his face. It's like, no, if he followed the running back, then it's a throw to the middle with a guy wide open. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I I know, I know. I mean, we just, we find ourselves... uh, outmatched a lot of times it seems like and and uh you know that's more of a scheme thing again it's kind of been a kind of been a a trade-off this year where what's the bigger issue is it is it just execution or is it scheme and i I think it maybe is 50 50 i mean obviously all the missed tackles and problems with that that's that has nothing to do with x's and o's that's just making plays um but yeah there's a lot of times too where you look and you think man we're just we're not well positioned and some of that can be guys making mistakes. Some of that, I think, is is just, you know, poor design. Yeah. 
you know, I think there are things to build on. Uh, you know, Calhoun, Karan Crump. Sure. I mean, Wicker. almost any, any game has something that, you know, you can take from. And, and uh, you know, again, I mean, much like some of the other games this year, the defense did play well enough early in the game. I mean, you know, the, we didn't get blitzed right away, which is something I feared this year. And, and some of the times I feared it, it hasn't, you know, I mean, we Cal was the same way. Offense was sluggish. Defense played well and, and kept us within shouting distance. Um, you know, this week they only gave up, you know, one touchdown in the first half. Um, if you'd said that prior to the game, I think we both would have taken it. You know, only give up one offensive touchdown to a good offense like that for, for a half. Yeah. But, you know, the, the problem is now that our, our offense at four games in a row has not really been very good. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but nonetheless, it just just hasn't been very good. And so you need your defense to play even better, and they're just they're not capable of that, I don't think. Yeah, and I mean now if if Manny's out for any sort of extended period of time, it it, it really is going to be a problem. I mean, I know Oregon has struggled, oh, yeah. but even in the loss, they're they're putting up a lot of points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You know, the, where Oregon has struggled is defensively. They have one of the worst defenses in the country, which, you know, so do we. Um, so you would expect it to be a shootout. But, yeah, the, the offense has to, has to come to play. Now, we have faced better competition in the last four weeks, uh, you know, and, and that's going to contribute to some of your numbers being down. But nonetheless, you know, it is concerning. Four, four straight games with, I think, less than 303 yards total, like, you know, the way this team was built this year, you need more than that. And, and yes, Manny being injured has not helped. Um, and offensive line troubles certainly don't help. But, boy, you you got to be able to go in there and put up points because they can. You know, they're not as good offensively as they were back in their heyday. But, you know, they ran up 49 points, and their true freshman quarterback threw for six touchdowns against Cal. So, you know they're not they're not going to just roll it up and score fourteen. Uh, they can score. You got to score with them. I I really think that ASU is going to need a very quick improvement of the line play yeah. on the offensive side of the ball because yeah you know it, I don't think Demario Richard has all of a sudden lost his ability to run. I don't think that Kalen Bellage is only big player bust. I, I think that they're having to work really hard to get back to the line of scrimmage, and then anything past that is a is just a bonus right now. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that's dead on. I mean, we've we've discussed this over the years with a lot of different teams and running backs. Uh, I mean, running back in in large part is a dependent position. You got to have help. You can have the best running back around, but if he doesn't have the help, he could be stopped. Uh, you know, I mean, it just it just is. The facts. I mean, I don't care if you got Adrian Peterson or Barry Sanders or Walter Payton. Guy's got to block for him. Guy's got to give him some time. You know, now a great running back can can take a little bit of help and make a lot out of it. Um, but you still need a little help. Well, and, and sometimes right now they're not getting it. I mean, sometimes that that is you know, it's the it's the run for no gain that's becoming the most impressive play for ASU because yeah, you watch you know on passing plays when three guys come free and it's not a screen pass. We just, everyone collapsed and it was yeah, just chaos. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it was a concern prior to the season and we got off to a pretty good start this year offensively. And the defense was such a sieve that you kind of forgot about 
the weakness of the offensive line because, you know, the offense was putting up points and, boy, the defense was a huge problem, and, you know, but the offensive line was a big concern. And certainly you start taking guys out of there that, that are, you know, the best five um, and, and it becomes an even bigger concern. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, the, the team, you know, for as good as the start was, they got a lot of flaws and, and those flaws have really been exposed the last four weeks. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully something can get figured out in practice. You know, <coughs> hopefully Matt Hawk can start booming the kicks again. Yeah, and uh, you know, defensively, I guess it's just we need to catch the ball when it's thrown at us, and we need to fall on the fumble that's in front right. of us because this defense needs to be opportunistic because it's not shut down and it won't. Right. Be. Right. So. I mean, I, once again, it's been a common theme. Am I am I forgetting? Um, did we have any turnovers last night? There were no forced, turnovers. Forced. There was a so Mokiola in the first half, first quarter, dropped in, an, dropped an interception that hit him in the hands. There, like, right. No two ways right. about it. Like he was he was running. He cut in and he dropped it. Yeah, and I then, heard that one on the radio. And then there was the collision between Adams and Orr, where yes, Adams got both hands on the ball and missed it. And Orr was right there to catch it had Adam, you know, I think Adams dropped it before the collision. And I think yeah. Orr would have had it without the collision. Yeah. yeah. But where we wound up is the ball is on the ground and, they, and the drive stays alive. Right. And then the last one was the, you know, Crump gets the strip sack right. and Smallwood is there, but he, you know, he went for the scoop. And I understand, yes. you yes. know, he had space, and if he had scooped it, we would have had the ball inside sure. the ten. But if he had just fallen on it, we would have had the ball at the twelve. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so the the opportunities were there, and and that's you know that's something that I've I've uh, you know I know I've forced this year um, because the you know the defense isn't very good that you you've got to seize those opportunities because you can't depend on this defense to just get stops and keep getting off the field on third down. You got to take advantage of those opportunities. And obviously, you know, you just listed three of them that, you know, you, you take advantage of those three and maybe it's a different game, even two of them, you know, you get a couple of turnovers and maybe you score off those turnovers and, and you got a chance to win that game last night. So, I mean, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's just, it's another, another game where both sides of the ball didn't do enough. I mean, you know, um, you needed you needed more from your defense with an offense that certainly wasn't at at top speed. Um, but then you you know, knowing that your defense is weak, you need your offense to step up. And we, we finally got that game in all the ones that I've predicted like that, where just you know neither side could carry enough of the weight. Uh, you you know I saw it before the game. Like how can we hold them to enough points where we can outscore them? We couldn't do it. We came close, but we couldn't do it. Yeah, and you wonder would it have been different had Manny been healthy enough to play? But that's that's Certainly, football. Yeah, that you know it is. It is. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, nobody is going to cry for us. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of teams out there that are playing backup quarterbacks, third string quarterbacks, young quarterbacks. Uh, you know, and and um, it would just you know it's it's been our fate this year, I guess. That you know, you no, know, we started this year with with four scholarship quarterbacks and three who had uh, at least some, you know, experience with the team, we're now down to, to zero in that regard. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough deal. But, uh, you know, I know 
if anybody listens to this who is uh, an Arizona fan, they're not going to cry for us because they've been in the same boat. And uh, that's just the way it is. You have to keep playing. It felt like a microcosm of the season to watch Manny on the sidelines without a helmet standing next to Brady White, who is sitting down with a baseball cap on and his jersey and street clothes. And then, you know, meandering over was Bryce Perkins in a neck brace. Right, right. I mean, you know, at one point last night, I, I, you know, and I texted you this later, but I was listening to the radio and there, you know, I think it was when we were down maybe 31-21 or 37-21. And, 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 you know, I'm listening and they're talking about Dylan Sterling Cole and Jack Smith. And I, and it just, it, it hit me right then that like, boy, you know, if you had said in September or, or even maybe at the beginning of this month, uh, that we would be talking about those two guys as, you know, key players in, in the offense when we're, when we're still with them, I mean, it wasn't a blowout We're you know, it was a ball game at that point. Um, that, you know, you would have thought, boy, this team's in some dire straits. And I think that's true. I mean, you just, you just did not expect um, this to be the case. And it, it's been a, it's a tough deal. Well, what was terrifying to me was they threw up a graphic on the broadcast of Colton Gerhardt and Jack Smith's last high school seasons uh, and the right. numbers they put up. And it's like, Colton Gerhardt's playing safety. He, you know, I, the, exactly. fact that, the fact that we have... Colton Gerhardt's like when I was watching uh, some of the playoffs this year, and they they mentioned that Kenley Jansen was the emergency catcher for the Dodgers. Right. It's like if Colton right. Gerhardt's taking snaps, you go ahead and just get in the Sparky formation and have him be right. a lead blocker too. Because well, and it's the same with Jack Smith. I mean, this this was a guy who was a I believe he was a recruited walk on initially. He might still be a walk on, mm-hmm. um, and he was and he was brought in to play safety. Now he played he played quarterback in high school, but uh, yeah, I mean this this was not you know. A month ago, he was he was headed for a redshirt year as a safety. Now he's a, an important player on our defense. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of amazing that we're that we're at the, or on our offense, I should say. So, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, it, it shows you what we've gotten to very quickly. Um, you know, in the span of of three weeks, we've gone from a healthy Manny Wilkins, a healthy backup in Brady White, to uh, Brady White done for the year. Manny Wilkins battling multiple injuries, ripping the red shirt off a true freshman, and having no depth behind him except a guy who was, you know, supposed to be red shirting at safety. I mean, Smith had to change numbers this week from when from the last time <laughs> from the last time we saw him when when I was when we were at the UCLA game and he right. was wearing number thirty four, and we right. had to figure out that oh that must mean that's him because he's throwing yeah. passes. Well, now he's number three. Now he's got a quarterback yeah. number, and he's just – he's a quarterback again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and it, these are these are the things that go into, uh, uh, you know, a, a tough stretch of a season. Uh, and, and a, you know, and I, I look, I don't want to – I don't want to predict doom and say we're headed for a collapse. I hope we're not. But, yeah, I mean, these, these are the circumstances that bring about a collapse. Now, again, you know, you uh, – Nobody's going to put an asterisk on it if we, you know, if we end up six and six or something, and, and it's you know, well, you know, well, it doesn't really count because they had all those injuries. No, it counts. It counts. You got to play. Um, everybody's got an injury or two or three or four, and we're getting a lot of them in a short amount of time. But you just got to keep playing. Yeah, I mean, the other teams are counting them as wins. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no. You know, I, I, you have to account for it. I, I mean, I, I think I think sometimes, you know, we have that mentality as fans that like, oh, I don't want to hear about injuries. Shut up. 
Well, it does matter. I mean, guys are your starters for a reason. And when you lose a handful of them in a short amount of time, it's not easy to replace them. But nonetheless, you know, that's why you recruit depth. That's why you have 85 scholarships, uh, because you, you know you're going to have to replace these guys. And so you just got to do it. You know, it's, it's that simple. Just got to find a way. And this, this week is one where you got to find a way, because otherwise you're staring at, at potentially five and six going to the last week. Yeah. Well, we will preview the Oregon game in the middle of this week. Until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.